Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, January 28th. I'm Sarah Fenton. Coming up, Shakespeare Festival St. Louis opens a new show tomorrow, and it strays far from the source material. It's set in modern times to a hip-hop beat. If Shakespeare were alive today and he were using poetry and musical language to tell masterful stories, he would be emceeing over beats. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin takes us behind the scenes of a very unusual adaptation of The Two Gentlemen of Verona. But first, these headlines. A federal jury trial that began yesterday in Cape Girardeau highlights the first of many lawsuits that alleged dicamba-based weed killers damaged crops. Lawyers for the plaintiff claimed the herbicides drifted into Bader Farms in Dunklin County, harming more than 30,000 peach trees. But the defendants in the trial, ag giants Monsanto and BASF Corporation, say dicamba isn't to blame for the damage. Their lawyers cite a root rot disease and ice storms as some of the many causes. The trial is expected to take three weeks. And the St. Louis Holocaust Museum and Learning Center will soon triple in size. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, the project announced Monday it will add exhibit space. The $18 million project announced on International Holocaust Remembrance Day will expand the museum to 35,000 square feet. When finished next year, the museum will have more exhibit spaces, classrooms for students, and a multi-purpose space. The museum has already raised $14 million for the project, and it received a $750,000 challenge grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities. Sandra Harris is the executive director of the museum. We still have work to do. Uh, you heard about the NEH challenge grant, which is a to one match. Um, so that's where we're hoping we can garner um, that last piece of support to get us all the way to the end. Construction of the project will begin in May. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Finally, Democrats in the Missouri House of Representatives are advocating for Medicaid expansion, but with a ballot initiative circulating throughout the state, they think Missourians will approve it on their own, and they want to focus on strengthening the program. Minority leader Crystal Quaid from Springfield says one of the biggest problems is more than 100,000 kids being removed from the Medicaid rolls in Missouri since 2018. One of the biggest things that we've heard from providers in the field that would help with this current situation is continuous eligibility for our children. The Democrats filed legislation that would provide children who qualified for Medicaid to remain eligible for a full year, despite a change in parental employment. At a press conference on Monday, Quaid said... 24 other states have similar laws in place. Shakespeare Festival St. Louis is headed away from the woodsy environment of Shakespeare Glen in Forest Park. It's performing its next show in the grittier setting of the Ready Room, a rock club in the Grove. Dressed the Part is an adaptation of Shakespeare's The Two Gentlemen of Verona. It's written by the Q Brothers. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the show is set in modern times, and it swaps the iambic pentameter of Shakespeare's text for a head-nodding hip-hop beat. Chicago duo The Q Brothers specialized in mixing beats with The Bard. They've had hits with stuff like Othello the Remix and The Bombity of Errors. These are less adaptations than mutations. Q Brothers reimagined the stories and set them to hip-hop. 
There's a live DJ laying down beats, and the actors rhyme through the whole show. For their Othello, they turned the soldier into a successful rapper. Othello was a poet spitting the hot rhymes, but the voice of the chorus had the power to stop time. Desdemona, that voice so dazzling, that face. The Q brothers, and they are brothers, by the way, they go by GQ and JQ. They're in town working on their twist on Shakespeare's The Two Gentlemen of Verona. That play is a comedy about two young men who go out into the world to make their fortunes and find their first loves. Hijinks ensue. There's mistaken identity, everyone falls in love with the wrong person. It turns out to be great fodder for Q Brothers to turn it into something that's kind of, well, uh, I'll let GQ say it. Dress the part is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that, but in a good way. I mean, it's 85 minutes or so of nonstop you know, physical comedy, rapping over beats, the music doesn't stop, the movement doesn't stop, and no one ever leaves stage um, for the entire time. There's only two actors, Garrett Young and Jordan Moore. They play the two gentlemen and everybody else. It definitely feels less like a play and more like an athletic event. That's Garrett Young. When you reach the end of the play, people applaud because you, you finished it, because you did it, you're still alive. Dress the Part is not set in Renaissance-era Verona. When the Q brothers read the play with an eye on adapting it, a different concept jumped out at them. When we read the original, we saw how ignorant these young boys were in trying to be like men. And we were like, when have we been that stupid? When is anyone this dumb? And we, when we both look at each other, we're like, high school! So the whole thing takes place in an American high school. And it's very much inspired by all those 80s movies about teenagers, like The Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink. All the characters start out as stereotypes familiar from those films. What? You don't skate. You're a jock. Keep walking, QB. Skater boy, what's your deal? You don't catch me on the football field. Leave me alone, ape man. Shut up, stoner. If I'm seen with someone else, how am I supposed to be alone? Well, I got By the end of the show, bro. they've mainly broken out of those social expectations. Sometimes they flip stereotypes on their heads. Jordan Moore, who you heard back there as the skater kid, says placing Shakespeare's story into a high school definitely does not tone down the drama. If you go back to high school and you think of the stakes of high school and the circumstances of, of the girl that you like or of the, um, of the game that you have to win, it is, it is so important. It is life and death to high schoolers. It is everything. It's their whole world. Even though Dressed Apart strays very far from the two gentlemen of Verona, GQ says he and his brother's work is in the spirit of what Shakespeare was up to. If Shakespeare were alive today and he were using poetry and musical language to tell masterful stories. I, I just don't see it any other way. He would be emceeing over beats. Or is this totally absurd? You wouldn't understand the misery of my fate because you're the tell it like it is girl who's slightly overweight. What the? And plus, the beats for this show will be spun by St. Louis DJ Krim Cray. Shakespeare will be there in spirit only. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. St. Louis Public Radio. That's St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin on Dress the Part, a new adaptation of The Two Gentlemen of Verona opening tomorrow at the Ready Room. Editor David Cazares worked with Jeremy on that piece. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. 
I'm Sarah Fenton, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.